Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast, where I invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, my guest is Peter Goodmanson. He is the president and founder of a company called Be Home 24-7. Peter, welcome. Thanks for having me. So where are you in the world? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Okay, Dallas, Texas. And uh, you recently took over this business. Yeah, so I'm actually not the founder. You, you gave me extra credit there. I'm, I'm, okay. just, I'm, I'm just the CEO, but uh, we You're still have the founder. The we have a technologist founder who founded the business 14 years ago. And what the company does is it's software that helps property managers run their their either uh, vacation rental or multi-home um, uh, uh, properties better, more efficiently, and with better insight into their assets, meaning their devices like smart locks and HVAC controls, things like that. Okay, so if I own multiple properties, I use this software to, to keep track of everything. Is exactly. That accurate? Exactly right. Yeah. So processes like uh, uh, maintenance and uh, um, housekeeping, but also uh, hardware like could be leak control devices or um, pool temperatures, uh, room temperatures, locks, security cameras, all those sorts of things. Okay, so you recently took over the company. Are you now an owner as well? Or I did, did invest. You... I did invest as well, okay. but I did not buy the whole thing like I've done at earlier times in my career. Okay, so earlier times. Tell us a little bit about your background and where, uh, where your history yeah. led you, but then why you decided to do this. Yeah, so what, what I tend to do is what I call buy, grow, sell. Uh, every four or five years, I... By or sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm just hired as the CEO and I'm, I earn equity. But but sometimes I invest. Sometimes I buy the whole thing with an investor group. Uh, and what I call buy, grow, sell. Buy buy the business, grow it. Sometimes there's a little bit of a turnaround involved. Sometimes not. Uh, and then um, then sell it typically, and then take a little time off, uh, then do it again. So that's what I've been doing most of my career, or at least in the last uh, maybe 20 years of it. But I've been running small businesses for about 25 years. I'm 57. I'm probably my first true CEO role was at about the age of 34, I think. Okay. And so what were your previous companies that you yeah, so grew and sold? Yeah, well, this, this past summer, uh, I sold a company called the Pet Loss Center. Uh, we were the number two um, pet cremation company in North America. We actually sold to a Canadian company uh, back in the summer. That was number one. Uh, before that, I uh, bought, grew, and sold a company called Recruit Military that did uh, job fairs for American um, uh, companies that wanted to hire military veterans. Uh, and uh, that, that was about a four and a half year run. That was great. Uh, and so before that, I've run companies as diverse as a lot of publishing stuff. Like I had something called the Dallas Fort Worth Design Guide or Design Guide Publishing. I had um, a company called uh, Beckett Publications, which uh, collectors of baseball cards and football cards and so on would know uh, as a, uh, a price guide for um, for those collectors. Um, okay, so. so- so I was expecting to see some kind of trend in the companies you chose. Yeah. But there isn't really a trend. Well, there's there there familiar. Well, there's size. There okay. is a state of them. Typically, they are uh, mature and it's time for either mature or in a growth arc, not necessarily startups uh, okay. and not, not, not 
fully mature in decline. So I like uh, sort of middle-aged companies, if you will, uh, number one. And then so size, as I mentioned. And then the third thing is where there's a, a rich amount of, of um, intellectual property, which is okay. a fancy way of saying publishing or media uh, or um, technology, those types of things. The, the cremation was a bit of an outlier, I agree. Uh, there were some investors I knew who were invested in that who asked if I would take it over. Right. So, um, but yeah, that, those are the common themes. Okay, so curious. You're six weeks in. What are the first things you do when you first start your, your yeah, new well, business? The, there's, there's, there's two primary things top of mind. One is connect with people. Uh, so uh, it is getting to know everybody on a personal level before you do anything else. What's their history at the company? What's their similar questions to what you just asked me? Uh, uh, understand where they're coming from, what their what their strengths and weaknesses and preferences are and that sort of thing. So I spend an hour with every employee um, these days by video, but uh, it's been very helpful. I take exhaustive notes and things like that. And along the way, I'm learning about the company. Um, so I'm a big believer in first figure out what they do right before you try to change anything that they do wrong. So it's a very um, humble uh, approach. Come in listening rather than talking. Uh, at the same time, people want to hear a little bit what you have planned. So there is a political element to that. You have to be, you have to give some indication, but, but number one is get to know people. Then number two is to really understand the business, what business uh, at the minute level, but also at, at the big picture level, what business are you really in? Uh, and um, that's been my, one of my bigger challenges here because our software is complex and very often the answer our own employees give is, oh, it can do anything. I'm like, well, if it can do anything, what is it? In fact, the, the, the analogy I use internally is, um, you know, it's like Volvo cars. What, if, what does Volvo do? They make safe cars. End of story. You just know that's what they do. That's what their brand is all about. Uh, they may be luxurious or, or, or fuel efficient or reliable or not. It doesn't matter. They make safe cars. And that's, we're still working on that process now, uh, but it is an iterative sort of Socratic uh, process where you ask a lot of questions, ask clarifying questions, and ideally help the team come to their own conclusions as to what business we're in. I mean, not in a in a new age sort of make it up way, but really um, ask the right questions. Who's our customer? How do we differentiate? Uh, talk about scenarios like, um, all right, imagine we're in a, in a sales call right now and I have a 500 unit apartment complex in, I don't know, Houston. Uh, how would you pitch me on our product? Uh, and then I just ask questions uh, uh, and, and until we hone in on what it is that we do. Okay, so six weeks in, um, you've done this before, you're doing all the right things, you're meeting the people, you're spending time with them. Just curious, how many people are you meeting with for an hour at a time? Oh, only uh, 15 internally. Okay. It's pretty Got small. It. It's pretty small. But it, but that's internally. The, then the next phase is to go external, uh, which is existing customers, uh, even uh, reaching, I'm still in the process of doing this, reaching out to lapsed customers, ones that we lost uh, to figure out what we could have done better. Uh, part of that is just building trust. Look, I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I just want to learn. Uh, and so, and now I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out. It's sort of the first stage of supporting the sales effort, but it's still a fact finding of meeting with, with leaders in the spaces we serve, property managers, to figure out 
how, do, how are they wired? How do they think? And that's what I've enjoyed in my career is I love, I, I, I fancy myself an amateur anthropologist. I love figuring out new cultures. And, and so to me, I, I, I picture myself like with a white lab coat and a clipboard saying, oh, it seems that the property managers value these things, you know? So that's really important to, to uh, directing the company is understanding what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Right. So six weeks in, what would you say is your current biggest challenge? And it, Honestly, it could be a personal one. Yeah, it's now it's it's it, it's it, it's professional in nature, which is finding that right balance of asking the academic questions that I've I've mentioned previously, but also leaning into actual execution. So it's finding the balance between um, continued inquiry and action. And you never have all the information. In fact, if I'm at this company for 10 years, I'll never have all the questions answered, but you have to make decisions. You have to push forward. And so, for example, right now we're in the process of writing a marketing plan. The company really didn't have much of a marketing plan. So um, it's, but to, to do a marketing plan, you have to know what business you're in. And we're still, we're still refining that. Uh, we're still at the stage of, because we were founded by a very gifted technologist who enjoys solving problems, his answer might be, we solve technical problems. I'm like, yes, that's true. And that's, that's vital. But that's hard for a, a customer or a potential customer to understand. Okay, mm. what, what, what of my problems will you solve? Uh, what will um, smart locks do for my property? What will um, uh, self-guided property tours do for me, even after COVID uh, hopefully fades? Uh, think questions like that. So it's, it's finding that balance between inquiry and action. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting what you're saying because clearly you have a great deal of experience doing this and you have figured out the balance. But as I'm listening to you, my instinct is to say, um, follow historic wins and create new wins quickly. Yes, that's right. And that's a great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great point. The, the, the quick wins, and that's important for all the constituencies that a CEO has to worry about, which is owners. So we have a family office that, that owns the majority of the company. Uh, they hired me, they're behind me, but it's human nature a couple months in to say, all right, is this the right guy? Right. Uh, and so by having those short-term wins, that's great advice. Uh, I, I, that's true. And then likewise with the rank and file staff, they're like, who is this guy? He's, yeah, he seemed to ask some good questions, but uh, can we win with him or not is very important. That's good advice. And so, you know, when you say we don't really have a business plan because we don't know who we are. So that's like a big project probably. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a little more time. It's going to mm-hmm. be harder to bring your wins in. But by, you know, tweaking very specific departments, you could say, to acquire an incremental gain in those areas will be very valuable. It's not that it will buy you time to focus on that bigger picture, but it will provide you with valuable information that will serve your case in terms of the marketing plan, but also will... Um, get the buy-in from the critical team players that you need to help you dig in those other areas. So, you know, it could be as simple as, as you were describing, you have uh, an individual who has 500 properties. How do you make the pitch? And if you're tweaking the pitch, tweaking the, the sales process, which is a little different from the marketing plan, and you're finding wins there that are measurable and tangible, right? What you're, exactly. what you're right? And so- well, yeah. 
Yeah, rhetor- yeah. I say rhetorically, I presented it as an either or, but it really isn't. They're, they're mutually supporting. So you, by going for those wins, those early wins, as you described them, that's also a, a, a source of information. Because, well, okay, we got that early sale. What does that tell us? Uh, and let's do a little bit more of that, you know, and so yes. on. Absolutely. Totally. Yes. So, and, and maybe it's simplistic to say, go for the low-hanging fruit when you first start. So that you're creating a little bit of traction and a little bit of momentum that uh, allows people to start building their trust in you with the harder, more complicated, longer term things that don't necessarily create results instantly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my kind of point of view. Put me in, coach. Put you in. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that was easy. I thought it was going to be harder. I thought it was going to be dealing with someone who's who's way. Yeah. Well, I cited the word at the beginning. Humility is very important in, in a leader. It's, 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 I think it's a Chinese uh, old saying that uh, the road to knowledge begins with a statement, I do not know. Uh, and so knowing what you don't know, but at the, on the other hand, with experience, you do know a lot. So it's, it's a combination of both. Uh, and uh, that's the, the sign of a supple mind, being able to maintain conflicting uh, ideas and not go crazy sometimes. But yeah, that's good advice. And um, on another front, just from like a marketing perspective, you know, the real estate industry is a very interesting place. I've been there for a few years in my career myself. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, many years ago, I won an award for being one of the 50 most influential women in the real estate industry. Wow. Okay. That was a long time ago. Uh, And so another thing. Are you selling caves or what? Uh, at the not, time, I was selling. Not that, I was, not that long ago. I, well, almost. I was selling a simulation-based software that was uh, designed to help brokers make to, to recruit more real estate professionals, and um, and so learning the lay of the land in the real estate industry is something I might recommend. And there's a very specific structure that's not hard to navigate. So if I could be of assistance in any well, way, I'd be happy to. That. You are right. Every every industry has its buzzwords and buzz phrases. And once you master that, you can throw around terms like multifamily, single family, timeshare, all these types of things. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on that fast. Yes. So I'm happy to share. Uh, it's a little dated, but still the structure remains the same. Happy oh, yeah. to share what I know. Thank you. For those of you who are listening, I hope you picked something up. I think the lesson here is humility, but also try to get some quick wins early on in the game when you're taking over a new department, a new business, a new team. Just find some quick wins, establish trust, and uh, take that knowledge to be able to formulate a longer-term, more elaborate plan for the future. Peter, thank you so much for being part of this podcast for sharing your experience and for being humble and being open to coaching. Um, For those of you who are listening, if there is a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. If there's a challenge that you're not so comfortable sharing on the podcast, but still want coaching for, please reach out to me as well. Again, my email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Peter, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Thanks for having me.